4: Saturday nights all right for fighting. him down. Get in the ring. Go the distance with Fight Night With Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. You listen to the Fight Night podcast from Talk Sports. Make sure you subscribe to it. It's available via the Talk Sport website and all good providers. I'm Adam Cattrell. Pleasure to be in your company. We've got an action packed show lined up for you. Uh, of course, we'll have the reaction to a wonderful performance from Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron as they showed down for the Undisputed Super Lightweight Championship in Dublin on Saturday night. But whilst that was all going on, we had a plethora of guests that came to join us. Last weekend in Manchester, we had Nathan Heaney. Nick Ball and Liam Davis putting in career best performances. They're all going to be on the show. Natasha Jonas is fighting in January against Michaela Meyer. She's going to be on the show. And we had a little bit of a watch-along with Mick Conlon. He's fighting Jordan Gill in Belfast next weekend. But we started the show with Frank Warren. Yes, I know, you've all gone, ooh. But this is how the conversation went. Frank, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir?
5: I'm right, Adam. How are you? And how are you, Carol?
4: very good thank very you well. frank
5: very well indeed
4: listen thank you very much for giving up a bit of time on saturday uh, as gareth just alluded to there the majority of the conversation this week uh, in the boxing world sorry in the boxing world has been uh, obviously the back and forth between i said the back and forth the back and back uh, between uh, me and you uh, last week on the uh, at the end of the uh, of the manchester card and, uh, obviously- Are you giving
2: Frank a 10-8 round
4: or not? Yeah, probably a 10-7, so <laughs> um, But I, I just wanted, obviously, the uh, the chance to, to speak to you um, on the show tonight, to kind of clear the air... And be able to get to a situation where we can all move forward, in particularly with Tyson Fury, because I think it's well documented, uh, Frank, that there's a there's a problem somewhere, shape or form there. And if we can get to the, the get to the problem, and uh, we can get to a, a solution at some point this evening, that would be absolutely fantastic. How does that sound? In the words of uh, Chris Eubank, parliamentary procedure. Does that work for you? Well, I thought I thought we got to the end of it <laughs> last week. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Well, well, let's have a go now then, right? Because I want to uh, obviously just go over a couple of points in order for you and others to be able to understand why I say the things that I say, right? So first and foremost, warm lager. Let's do that one first and foremost, right? Because everybody heard when I was speaking to Simon and Jim, I was asked my opinion on the December the 23rd card. And this is a, a card that I said is moving in the right direction. It's a card that obviously you've been instrumental in bringing 12 of the best Uh, promoters and managers from around the world together to put on some of the biggest names on that particular card. Anthony Joshua's on that card, Deontay Wilde's on that card, albeit they're not fighting each other, but they're on that card, and I said that it's a step in the right direction. The analogy that I used um, when talking about that card is that fans have wanted champagne, um, we've been promised champagne, this is a nice bottle of Prosecco, we're going to get the champagne in February it's a far cry from the warm lager that we got served last year. Now, I know that I'm paraphrasing there, Frank, but is that a fair assessment of what I said? Uh, yes, r- roughly, roughly it was. I didn't agree with it, by the way, as sure you that... well know. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. The, um, if we were to rate those drinks in order of quality, <laughs> is it fair of me to say that champagne's number one, Prosecco's number two, and warm lager's number three? I would know I only drink one of them. I know you do, right? But is it a fair assessment for me to say that in that order in order of quality?
5: No, not at all. I think I think it's I think it's insulting. I think the heavyweight fights that we put on as I'll go for them again last year um we put on our best heavyweights against each other the ones who are available to fight. For as I said uh, Joe Joyce fought Joe Parker in a cracking fight. Um then Joe went on and had two fantastic fights. Really with Bang. he lost both he lost both of them, but they were quality fights because it was number one fight the number two in the uh, WBO. Uh, interim champion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right for the mandatory. Um we put we we did the mandatory fight between Usyk and Daniel Dubois, which was an exciting fight, and Daniel had his moment in the fight, and then uh, we put on the fight between, uh, which was a mandatory w- within that that sort of, that period last year, of uh, Tyson against uh, Dillian White. Dillian, which was a mm. which that was fit, that a, was last April. Yeah, it was last year. It's, it's so not within the last
4: 12 months, though, is it?
5: All oh, right, Well, you going to be pedantic about? No, I'm not of doing. Months.
4: I'm not doing. And what I'm saying is that's what I was referring to. I said this Tyson's time last year. One,
5: well, if you're not going to say that Tyson has had one f- up until fighting the Ghana, he had one fight in a year. Yeah. So that, that was it, which was nothing to do with him. That was what one of the reasons. Well, okay. I, right. let me, you just said so. So let me answer that. And that's one of the reasons I was pissed off with you and and uh, what was going down, because that wasn't down to Tyson. He signed last December, signed a contract with Skills Challenge to fight Usyk. So it was all done. And then Usyk pulled out of an injury. And then Tyson, the fight was going to be postponed until according to Skills Challenge, until February this year. It didn't happen because they said the venue wasn't ready. They postponed it till April and then again, it wasn't going to happen. Their contract expired with Tyson as it did with Usyk. We then were going to put the fight in April. We agreed the terms and then I remember a lot of a lot of comments were made about that. Tyson said he'd give him, give him 60-30, which meant he would have get, got, got a, a quite 70-30. a... a, new, a uh, sorry, 70-30 spent. Yes. Uh, he would have got a big, big purse for that, and then they had a turnabout and went and re-signed with Skills Challenge, which stopped the fight taking place then, and and Skills Challenge said they'd put it on this December coming, which didn't happen, and mm-hmm. we weren't getting offers. So Tyson was getting a lot of stick over nothing. And in the meantime, an offer was uh, we made an offer again to um, to Joshua to fight in December last year. Dece- uh, Joshua. Um, said he was going to take it. We got to a stage where we were actually exchanging contracts, mm-hmm. and then it all fell apart. And it didn't fall apart because of Tyson. And you mentioned about deadlines. Mm-hmm. You know, when a fight go like like for example, the fight with Dillian White, mm-hmm. that was put out by the WBC. There was a period of negotiation. We couldn't agree terms, so it went to so a deadline was set for a purse offer. That's nothing unusual. Tyson was getting peed off mm-hmm. having. To keep waiting and waiting and waiting, bearing in mind he's the champion, bearing in mind he was prepared to give him a 60 40 split. Because if it had gone to purse bids, it it would have been uh, an 80 20 split. So all those things he was bending over backwards to do, and it didn't happen. And then uh, it came out, and uh, I mentioned the interview last week with um, I think it's Frank Smith from Matthew Matram said, and we were unaware at the time that he didn't have a trainer, nor was he. uh, not, uh, you know, nor were they going to take the fight. They were never uh, going to take that, were they? No. Yeah, well, that's not, they, not, that's not what they said. That's no, but not that, yeah, hang on, let said. Uh, sorry, and we wouldn't have been wasting time with lawyers mm. trying mm. to make the fight if that was the case. Right. But anyway, that's past and whatever. But Tyson didn't duck any point. That's the point <clears> I was making. But, <throat> but certain people took sides on it, and certain people chose to believe what the other people were saying, and it's been proven right that we didn't get an offer to fight Usyk. Not not one single offer. The only offers were made by us. It was proved right that Joshua didn't want to fight at that time Tyson on two occasions because we offered him to fight again in April last year. So it just didn't happen. So why is Tyson getting stick? I don't understand that. In the meantime, he gets a magnificent offer to go and fight a guy in Nagano, who obviously isn't a boxer, but the best of his discipline in being the UFC champion uh, for serious money. And that, as I said at the time, will be a game changer because it unlocked the doors to ensure that we'll be making big shows in the future, Mm -hmm. which the, the next one will be on the 23rd of December in
4: in, uh, in, sound, yep. in, in, in the Riyadh season, which is a brilliant show. Right, on that, on all, everything that you said there, because there's a lot to unpack there. And there's I think there's loads of different subjects of which need to be ticked off as we're going along, all right? So the first one, regarding my reference of December 23rd being Prosecco, right? I think it's a fair assessment to make that comparison of those drinks to those shows. For example, champagne being the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world coming up in February, You've got December 23rd, which is a step down from it. That's what I was referring to. That's the analogy that I'm making compared to what we did last December with Tyson Fury for Derek Chisora. I think that that's a fair assessment of that scenario. The whole card. No, I'm talking I'm, t- I'm talking about events. Champagne is undisputed fight. I think most people will conclude that. Then you've got December 23rd, which would be Prosecco. And then you've got more. Yeah, but, but
2: like drinks themselves, Adam, and I'm not taking Frank's cider but like drinks themselves the whole process of boxing is more nuanced i'm not saying
4: that. that listen i'm just giving you an analogy that's all i was doing It's a, it's a, an analogy of how but I've you've viewed... simplified
2: it and that's why i think people well, you know, like frank have taken d- umbrage
4: let, let me just tell you something. the heavyweight division has
5: not through tyson fury through people through us trying to make fights i'm not going to go through it all again we've just gone through that mm-hmm. it's not tyson's fault in the meantime mm. the fighters that we work with the best have fought the best all of them. I just mentioned all their names. They were
4: all great fights, cracking heavyweight fights. Well, hang on, hang on, on, on. Just fight. let let's, just let me jump in on that, right? Because when I make the reference that the heavyweight division hasn't delivered the fights that the fans wanted to see, what I'm what I'm referring to is this. You've just made a good point there, right? In that, and again, this is over, I made that point of this time last year. So within this twelve month period, you brought up Zhang against Joyce. Great fight on paper, great fight. Obviously, it played out. Kind of one-sided with Zhang. Nobody could have predicted that. It was a great fight. Great rematch as well. Everybody was on board with that. Now, I don't want to be derogatory to, to those fighters, but there are levels to boxing. And there's a top tier of heavyweight, and then there's maybe just a touchdown of people trying to become contenders. And I would put those two gentlemen in that, coming through, trying to be contenders to get into that top table. The top table, I personally refer to as Tyson, AJ, Usyk, Wilder—they're they're the top four why, for me.
5: Why? Why is well, let me let me ask that question? So why is AJ? Uh, why is AJ at that top table having lost two-time three, two-time
4: last unified heavyweight champion? Yeah, but he's lost three of his last five fights. But he's a two-time heavyweight champion with he's twelve world
5: title. Uh, yeah, but but he's lost three of his last five. But he's had twelve fights. world title fights. Yeah, he's in as that as top table. Class. Hang on a minute. How can you say? How can you compare? I'm just, just saying any champion who. A champion's coming off of three losses. For example, Deontay White is coming off of three losses and so forth. How can you say, you don't know how good he's going to be in his next fight out? No, I don't. You, no, I don't. you could
2: choose five so, guys who could we're, beat we're him not, in the top ten at the moment. Again, this, so. is,
5: the point, sorry, again, this is an opinion. But right, but, my opinion but, is but being backed ben- Sorry, with the benefit of hindsight, and it is a benefit of hindsight on your part, at one stage, everybody was saying that Joe Joyce was going to be the toughest fight out there for Tyson.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody,
5: everybody was As the saying next level of contender coming a through. A yeah. lot of good ju- sorry, and a lot of good judges at that time were saying that he would beat AJ at that time. And now, what they're saying is Zhang will give him all the problems and stuff. Absolutely. So, so Zhang is uh, so now, so now taking that level. The next level. What's happened is 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 that AJ is no longer at that level. He is now... So you're not there. saying that he's at the top and, 10 and of the heavyweight sorry, division? Sorry, sorry, let me just say that. Well, go, go and look at any, rank, any of the rankings and I don't think... I think he, he may be, as far as Zhang's concerned, in front of him on maybe one... One of the yeah, but again, Gens, yeah, but Gens, both of
2: you, though, what come I will on. say is this. He's very marketable, isn't he, come Frank? On. He's very no, no,
5: marketable. There's, there's box office.
4: Yes. And there's the villains. Yeah, right. So that's, and, what that talking, that's what I'm really Sorry, talking about. Sorry. Well, hang on a minute. Were well, you talking about quality of fighters. I'm, no, I'm talking, no, no, no. I'm talking about the fights that the fans want to see. That's but what that's, I was referring but, to. Right. Well, okay, you make sense, but that, that doesn't that doesn't mean they're the best fighters. there. are. Would you? Would you? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. The fact i said that the heavyweight division has not delivered the fight fa- the fights that the well, fans I, want I, to we've see. We've
5: tried to deliver the ones from our end. That's not what I I'm saying.
4: I, I can't that's deliver. That's Fra- Frank, Frank listen. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that the the fans, given facts, right? Over the last twelve months, you've just mentioned there, Tyson's fought Derek Chisora and Francis Ngannou. AJ's fought Franklin and Elenius. Okay, we're giving the pass on the Elenius because it was supposed to be white, and we all know what happened in that situation. Usix fought Dubois, and Wilders not fought. So it's fair of me to then say that the top table, the box office guys in the heavyweight division, have not delivered the fights that they that the fans want to see. You didn't say box office. You said you said the, the be- fans they- want to see. But
5: the, well, well, I'm sorry. You want your listeners wanted to listen to fights because you bought the fights we sold. Talks bought the, the warm lager. What warm lager?
4: The the Tyson Fury vs Zora.
5: The Zhang, yeah,
4: yeah. That's the only one I'm the, referring that, to the, as warm the, lager. The Zhang. If we're going to carry on on the on the on the drinks analogy, we've had a couple of tequilas on the way, haven't we? That's a great fight. Is Zhang versus Joe jo, Joyce? I had no problem with that fight. Good fight. Good contenders' fight. They were coming through to be the next. Tyson level.
5: Fury took that fight after. So you just get the get the, the sequence of events correct. Instead of just going off on one like you, which is which which I, I don't don't accept with you, is the fact was that the fight was, as I've said, was signed to fight Usyk on that December date. If Tyson doesn't fight on that date, then he'd have been out of the ring for for at least a year. And in the meantime, yeah. I've just repeated myself, we went down the road to exchanging contracts with, contracts with
4: um, Anthony Joshua.
5: Anthony Joshua, who, did, at the end, didn't want the fight. That's his prerogative. He didn't want it. Then what we're going to do well, now, then, then we go... So then we go to the next one to mm-hmm. fight him, and the next one we went to to fight him was Ruiz, who asked for $25 million. Right, I get then
4: that. I get that. Just on the Joshua thing, first and foremost, right? On the so Joshua he do? thing. No, got on his backside. No, no, no. Not at all. He's got to fight. But on the Joshua thing... and as, Sorry, and as for box office, and as for box office, which you refer to, yeah. 60,000 tickets up top. Listen... On the Joshua thing, we have all seen the Netflix documentary where he puts in the mythical deadline for Anthony Joshua. He never it's told not you. Mythical. Yeah, so it sorry. is mythical. He made it listen. You guys were round the table talking to Team yeah. Joshua together. How, to long, get- how, long, how to- long was that segment in that documentary? I, no, no, just wait what a minute. Let, me speak. Frank, let me speak. Frank, let me speak for a second. Let me speak for a second. You you, you but I know for, I know from speaking to your team and their team that you were round the table and you were getting you were doing really well and it was coming close that, that there was a possibility of doing the Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua fight it was going for it was going quite well then all of a sudden we see right 5 o'clock Monday that's when you've got to sign the contract for right from from Tyson Fury does that on social media and that then causes a problem. We've seen the Netflix documentary where he celebrates the fact that the contract's not signed by yeah, that day. Eddie Hearn- Wait a minute, Garrett. <laughs> Even though he was asked on the documentary, asked, please give George longer. And he said, no, that's well, what he did, said. Well, it, well, first of all, he did give longer. And you're only looking at a segment, a very short
5: segment of right. the documentary. So that's and what it, I've got well, to go no, off. Let, all right, you've said that's what, what that, I've got that, to go off. No, it's not what you've got to go off because that documentary came out well after you said it. You no, You didn't even isn't. know that. No it, no, it isn't.
4: No, I, it isn't. No, when the documentary came out that, is when I
5: said it. You're, that is untrue because you were saying this over six months ago. That's not true. That's not true. I, I, I know for a fact. Go and listen back to your shows. And the fact of the matter is, which you, you, which you still don't get, this is what I don't understand about it, you're running a boxing, you you're, you're, have got a boxing show, okay? So you'd think that you'd be telling your listeners some facts. And the facts, facts were... It was the deadline was there because Tyson was. Who am I training for? We're only so many weeks away now from the fight. I need an opponent. If not, we get somebody else. But the fact was, we're negotiating. We're sending contracts to a fellow who didn't even have a trainer. How was he going to fight, Frank? Tell me, Harry. How was he going to fight? He
4: never had a trainer, Frank. Yeah. The evidence is there for everybody to see. Whatever. He said, the evidence is there. That he didn't have a
5: trainer. So how was Joe? We were going through a formal, we were going through these negotiations with somebody who was never, ever going to fight, never be ready. That's why I had a bet with Tyson because I said he would fight. And Tyson said, this fella's not fighting. I'm telling you. And I had a, I had a bet with him and he donated okay. that money to Deborah the charity. No, not okay. No, we we'll get to the bottom line of it. So go and listen, go back and listen to IFLs. Uh, and there was another one i don't know what the other the other um uh, youtube channel go back and listen and frank smith says immediately after more or less immediately after we announced that fight it was never going to happen yeah, anyway mm-hmm. it was too soon
4: and he hasn't even got a trainer. okay how do how do we move this forward move what forward how, well obviously there's a problem isn't there with, with tyson and talksport isn't there how do we move that forward well, I think by, by, um, that you're going to have to speak to
5: him about. I, I, I can't move it forward. He's got his views and he, he's, where he's at. You know, I've, I've, I've been trying to explain this, but you, even up until to a couple of minutes ago, you're still saying the yeah, but same thing. Main... But, that, but that's an opinion, isn't it? You're, you speak as a fan. You, you want the have, ideal you world. Have, you can have an opinion, and, and everybody's entitled to opinion, but sometimes there should be an informed opinion, and sometimes you should listen what's going on. And hear what's going on when you've got people from the other side, for example, in the Joshua situation, saying how it is, being very honest. Frank Smith was very honest and said, that's why the fight's not happening. So what are we doing? We're scrambling now trying to find a fighter for Tyson to fight with about six or he seven. Who was in the same no.
4: management company that you were speaking to at the time, with Derek Chisora, yeah? So, sorry, say that again? So you, are, you, are, you, are we referring to the Derek Chisora situation? I'm referring to them.
5: That's the reason Chisora coming into being. Because he was, and if you go and look at the ratings, he was both in the WBC and in the uh, independent rankings, the highest rated fighter available. Did I want the fight? Not particularly. I didn't particularly want the fight. But I didn't want Tyson sitting on his backside because at that stage, we were told that Usyk was injured and he would be fighting in March. And on the strength of that, I didn't want Tyson being out of the ring, which he would have been for over a year, before fighting Usyk but then that all fell apart after the
1: fight with Chisora. That's what happened. They're the facts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
4: off the back of speaking to frank off the back of last weekend's performance in manchester i think it's only fair that we shine a little bit of a light on the top performers nathan heaney became the british champion at middleweight we had a wonderful performance from nick ball career defining announcing himself at world level and Liam davis is he the most exciting fighter in great britain well all three of them were on the show and you can hear from them in that order right now starting with nathan heaney had a couple of glasses of wine. Bring him up on my screen. I want yeah, to see want him to see because it. he's yeah. promised that he's going to be uh the cigar? cigar deep. Deep. where's the cigar? What have you got Eight. here, big boy? Eight.
6: Eight. I'm, about, I'm about three wines deep. It better be a good uh, wine. Potty, potty deep, and I, I'm going to get a cigar soon, but it's going to be the coldest cigar I've ever smoked because it's freezing outside.
4: But, yeah, but how are you boys anyway? Very well. Listen, I'm good because Blackburn Rovers won today, mate. Maybe it was dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> it's what it is. It is, what it is. Uh, listen, I'm obviously making reference to your beloved stoke. You're on the game today. Uh, my lads were taking your boys on and it just didn't go your way. However, mate, did you get on at halftime? Did you did you manage to take the belts yeah, on I the did. pitch? I did, yes. And it was I got I've got to be honest, it was the most incredible reception
6: that I could ever imagine because they put me in the middle of the pitch. And when I'm in the middle of the pitch uh, for the booth and end, all of a sudden I heard is one of our own He's one of our own, Nathan. But then it literally, I mate. Mean, I've been emotional all week, to be honest. But it just resonated through the crowd and just grew. And I just thought to myself, I was literally imagining just fighting in the middle of the ring and hearing that. It was just, it it, it was just amazing. Because yeah, dream what dreams are made of. But
4: but Saturday night that was was just was great. Nathan, I want to talk about the mentality of it all, because when you walked out, you did your normal walkout, which is obviously the Delilah, you were conducting the orchestra. I've seen you do that walkout in a couple of fights previous where maybe it looked that the nerves were getting to you, you knew how big the fight was to get to the level that you wanted to get to. There was none of that at the weekend, mate. You were absolutely, for some reason, just hell bent on... I'm going to enjoy every single minute of this. And you lapped it right up from the start. You went in the ring and were throwing shades of Muhammad Ali around the gaff. It was just perfect from start to finish. It could not have gone any better.
6: Yeah, for me, I thought to myself, "Well, it's the first time in my career that I've ever had to walk into the ring first. So that was a weird one for me because I was walking second. You always get that Delilah experience while, while they're in there. But this time I thought if I walk into the ring too early, they'll cut the song and just, and then obviously let Denzel Bentley walk in. So I thought to myself, I'm going to make sure he experiences every single second of the Stokey Delilah experience. And that's what, that's what, like, like you say, that obviously, well, there were no nerves out I was just enjoying every second of it to me. But, but um, no, it was just great. It just set the tone for everything that was going to happen after that.
4: Um, Regarding your corner work, right? So I want to talk about Steve, because I know that you obviously, you, you two have, uh, Uh, have come on this crazy journey together. Um, We were lucky, obviously, doing the commentary last week. We have a, a, a microphone in your corner, so every now and again we can cross over and we can hear the things that he's saying. And I'm telling you something, mate. It was unbelievable the way that he managed to keep you focused, managed to keep you on, keep talking to you about your legs, keep talking about the movement. There was even one moment, and I don't know if you remember this, around about the seventh round... Denzel actually changed tactic. Instead of coming forward, he went backwards and he tried to bring you into a trap a little bit. And you yep. follow, you followed him for about 30 seconds and your corner were going wild, absolutely yep. wild. You remembered, oh yeah, no problem. And then you walked back to the centre of the ring. You laid the table once again said, nah, mate, we're dancing here. We're not dancing on the edge of them ropes. We're going to dance here. Talk to me about the relationship with the corner and the tactics and everything that all came together last Saturday night. Steve Wondah is the greatest man and coach that you could ever have in
6: your corner, and it's weird because in the build-up to the fight, obviously I'll say certain things to Steve, like I can beat Bentley, I know I can, and but he wouldn't really give you too much. Like I almost to the point where I thought to myself, does Steve really believe that I can beat? <laughs> it's just the way. It's just the way that he is. But I think he does that just so you're always on the edge and always making sure that you. I think he'd rather think. I think he'd rather me think that I can't do it, than I can do it. So so I, I always make sure I put every single bit of work that needs to be put in. But yeah, it, Steve said there's going to be points where he's going to try and set traps. He's going to walk on the back. He's going to be on the back foot. Mm. He's going to try and set traps, but you can't fall for it. And I think for about a minute, I wasn't falling for it as such, but I definitely was trying to squeeze him down, but it was making it beneficial for Bentley. And I could just hear Steve, I heard him. Probably two or three times, and I think by the fifth time I heard him, I thought I've got to listen to him. <laughs> so I stepped, back, I stepped back. I drew a line in the ground, and I said, "Come on, Bentley, come at me." And that's exactly what he did. And then, and then it just it it just business as usual. It just resumed what we are doing beforehand, and it was just it was just it was just great. It was just like Steve, like like Steve, the the video that's been shared today. Yeah, it just people get to see. The little bits they would never get to see particularly with them, but obviously the corner work because usually the adverts come on, but you get to see what a great man, That probably one of the best coaches in the country, but like I said in the post-fight interview, if you give him 100%, he will give you 200%, so that's what Steve Woodfight is, and he made it so I was, I became the British champion, yeah. he knew three weeks ago that I was going to win that title and he even said it was going to be he even said if you if you do what I tell you to do, it'll be easy which sounded yeah. mental at the time, but I'm not saying it was easy, no, but certainly made it. I certainly box. certainly box well.
2: Nathan, I've, I've, got, I've got to give you massive congratulations. Uh, y- y- your victory reminds me, if I look back down the years of when Ricky Hatton became a world champion to popular acclaim, when Darren Barker became a world champion to popular acclaim, it was like you'd won the world title. It was a very special moment. Um, the the light was shining on you last Saturday night, and you need that to happen three or four more times to become a world champion. You are genuinely a transformational inspiration as a person in the way you are. You are the whole reason why people get into boxing. You're a Rocky Balboa story. You know that, don't you? You, You're becoming that. You mentioned about Steve. When I interviewed you at the weigh-ins last Friday... There was a very good moment that you don't even know about. I interviewed you on your own. We had a little yeah. laugh and a joke, and you said, I'll tell you something, Denzel Bentley, I said, how are you going to beat him? You're such an underdog. And you said, listen, he's failed at domestic level, and he's failed at world level, and I'll show you why tomorrow night. And, you know, when I put that to him, it lit a fire under him. He, he said he's com- got an edge. That yeah? thing, he said, thank you for the
6: edge. See, I never watched any interviews beforehand, never. But I always watch them post-fight because I think it's quite interesting to to see what people say and what the reality of what they've said if it comes comes to reality. But but yeah, I remember I remember seeing that afterwards, and I thought to myself, I don't think Gareth gave me a chance going into the fight, really. No, I picked because him I to win. I,
2: I did pick him to win. But you amazed yeah. me. You amazed me. You went up two levels last Saturday night.
6: Right. Like, 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 you said about in terms of obviously the like the the, the, the the world, um, like it's like a world title. It, it, obviously, it was a British title, but Bentley is regarded on the world stage. Absolutely. So, but, so for me, it just that's what it felt like. It wasn't. I, I, it, it, it for me, it wasn't like. Um, for me, it wasn't a fact on the matter of it was just a British title. I know what that guy can do, and he's done it on the world stage with Jana Beck. So. For me, it, it, it almost was like a world title because it wasn't just a It wasn't a British title gimme. No,
4: it was no, a no, no, dreamy, not all.
6: Massive. Bear in mind, he knocked out his last opponent in 45 seconds. Yeah. So you have to you have to envision yourself going into a fight where no one gives you a chance at all. The bookies have got you 9, 12, 18 to 1. Yeah. And and, you, and you've seen those odds on the way up to Manchester, by the way. Because I saw them in the car, but it meant nothing because I knew how i prepared, what what the game plan Steve had laid out. And it's quite exciting because I think to myself, when it comes to obviously when we step up to the next level, what Steve can create to obviously make sure that I can win again. Because in my head, in my heart, I was thinking I cannot lose this fight.
2: Yeah, the people I, are can, so- I can only
4: see your forehead on this screen, Sunshine. People need to see we, we, got your tor- in- we got a tour of the
2: crib just then, but yeah. now we've only got your forehead. I can only see you for- there, there he is. You know,
6: hey. Hey. Yeah. we got to see your face. <laughs> pal. I think we realize on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to what Steve can come up with for the next moments. Be that. Listen, it sounds ridiculous, but... but I can, I can be in that world title. Mate, do me, favor, do me a favour. Do
4: yeah. me a favour. Call out Eubank now. Now, for, for, Chris for, Eubank. Call for the, out Chris for Eubank. Britannia. Call him out now. I told
6: my students about five years ago at Newcastle College. I said, <laughs> they were talking about boxing. I said, listen, boys, I can beat Chris Eubank. Can they were like you? Yeah. They, they said, I was absolutely nuts. No, not a chance. But one of those students actually went to me last fight. When I dropped his ticket off, I went to the the Trenton and dropped it off to him. He said, you remember when you said you beat Eubank? I said, I do, mate. That's I'm very surprised that you can remember. He said, yeah, I remember it, mate. He said, I think you can do this, obviously, mate, against Ben. He said, do we? I, I believe in you. I really believe in you. Wow. I'm going to shout out to my Elliot Corbin, one lad. He was one of my students, and he just, and he believed in me, and obviously I showed it on, on Saturday night. But for me, I, the reason I, I'm not even calling Eubank out, but I'd benefit him as well. Make no mistake, if you're fighting the Bet Three Six Five Stadium at Stoke-on-Trent, selling thirty thousand plus tickets, let's do it. He's gonna be absolutely laughing into he? because he thinks it's gonna be easy. So I, for me personally, that's a Showtime kind of name that I would love to fight. But but I do want to fight for a world title. So and Eubank does not have a world title. So I want to be the first person to Stoke-on-Trent to ever fight for a world title. Whether yeah. I win, lose, or draw, it doesn't really matter. Just the fact. That I fought for a world title means everything to me. So, and that's pretty much it, really. Mate,
4: listen, like that cigar, man. Yeah, a huge cigar, light, please light for us. Cigar. Go on, do it now, please. Do it. Come light on. the cigar. Come I'm, 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 I'm going to light it, boys. I'm
6: going to enjoy it because I haven't had a drink for for three months, four months, something enjoy like I Listen, it. bro. sip on Saturday. I had a sip on Sunday, but I was that tired. I couldn't enjoy it, so I thought, "I'm going to wait till I see my boys on Saturday." Go ahead. And then enjoy it, but no, I'm gonna enjoy it, boys. I'm gonna enjoy it.
4: Mate, you've absolutely deserved it. What a performance. Tactics, you stuck to the game plan. You put on a show, thoroughly entertaining. Nathan, I can't wait to see what comes next, mate. Congratulations. Brilliant pal. Stuff. Well stuff. done, buddy. Thank you. you, Thank you. I'm a fight disciple and listen. Good lad, good day, lad. At the end of the day, I just
6: want to make me, me city proud. And 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 when I walked out, say at this in the in the Stokes City football stadium. It was the most amazing reception I could have ever wished for. Nearly brought me to tears. In fact, I think it did bring me to tears. But I thought, if I do this again and get upset again, people think I've got issues. So <laughs> i tried not to. But just, I, I literally just saw the dream in front of me eyes right there, and Mate, and like that's that. pretty good
7: Twenty years now in a gym, and this, these are the nights why you get in a gym for fights like this and to become world champion. And, and I've got the opportunity to do it, so. Not going to let it slip now.
2: And still WBC
4: Silver featherweight champion and winner of the final eliminator for the WBC featherweight world championship, Nick, the Red Team Bull. Oh my days, listen, Nathan Heaney took the roof off the uh, Manchester Arena last weekend um, and i don't want to be disrespectful to him but just before him maybe the performance of a career so far that is absolutely uh destined for big big things uh, liverpool's best kept secret he's no longer a secret ladies and gentlemen uh, and he's joining us on the show right now nick ball welcome my man how are you Oh, good, Adam. You. Very well indeed. Listen, congratulations. What a performance that was last weekend against Isaac Dogby, a guy that has been there, done it, got the t shirt, former world champion, only fallen short against the very best, the likes of the Emmanuel Neverettis of this world. And you went, I'll be dead honest with you, Nick. After about eight and nine rounds, I stopped scoring the fight because I thought he has to not. For Isaac to win at this stage, he has to stop you. There was no way yeah. that he was going to do you on the points. The but the box, the there the were there were a talk going into the fight that people kept saying to me, Nick Ball's got power. Nick Ball's ferocious. Nick Ball's this. Well, Nick Ball at the weekend absolutely had all those things, but he also had a little bit of cuteness and a bit of guile and a bit of boxing prowess about him. Best performance of your career so far, pal. Yeah, that's the thing in it. Um,
7: going into it, obviously everyone. I thought it was going to be like a war because we've both got like knockout power but i haven't really shown me, me boxing side and in, in that one he, he was the perfect up op, op, like opponent to do that so yeah i could can... like
4: i've shown a bit of that and
7: it was a good performance
4: obviously we're streaming live on youtube at the moment mate and i can i can see that you're out and about mate are you are you doing like a, a remake of Blue witch project or something what's going on there <laughs> nah, just going to get a coffee, you know <laughs> Just had some food, just going to get a coffee, yeah The the best thing about last week I was sat next to Carl Froch on the on the commentary And he said to me after about four or five rounds This lad cannot go at this pace for the full 12 And then I was explaining to him about your uh, passion for a bit of CrossFit, mate Just tell people yeah. that uh, are listening to the show Yeah, you, you, you do your boxing and your strength and conditioning with boxing But in, in his downtime, Gareth this guy competes in the old Crossfits, don't you, mate?
7: Yeah, that's it. I enjoy it. I enjoy all, all, all like the training to it. So it's, it's not really like something I have to get up and go and do. It's, it's it's what I love to get up and go and do. And I do the Crossfit, you know, peak performance. And I can't thank them enough for uh, for getting me into top shape always. And you know, it's the the best thing out there, in my opinion, for boxing.
2: I think physically as well. I saw you at the weigh-ins. Obviously, we spoke at the weigh-ins. <clears throat> You—I don't know how much weight you put on, but you really do strip down and rip up again. And you've got an incredible yeah. physique for that, haven't you?
7: Yeah, that's—I do—I do strip down, get to the weights, and then obviously that's the key in it. What, what you can put back on, and um, mainly being fit and strong when, when, when you put the weight back on and, and on fight night. And um, I think I've got it down to a here. I do. I really think so. Because I, yeah, I, I, I thought he almost looked off.
2: emaciated at the way in I thought I was worried that you were too thin. <laughs> but I spoke to yeah. your team and they said that is the way Nick does it. He knows he can add the weight. Then he goes in there. He's a, a pocket battleship basically, and you are. You're a mini Mike Tyson. <laughs> but I love the skills you showed on Saturday night. We've got to ask you, where you're going next? Is it Ray Vargas? Uh, is it Luis Lopez or is it C. Ramirez? Because you've got all of them available in in some senses, but your number one for that green belt is that the one you're after? Yeah, that, that
7: green one, that green one, the the green and gold one's the one I'm after. The, the the WBC, that's the the main belt in boxing, in my opinion, that's the one everyone wants. So obviously that's the main one I want to go for, and that's what I'm in line for. But any of them, any of the champions with the belts,
4: that's that's who I'm coming for. Where? Well, well, there's no going backwards now, is there? You beat Isaac Dogman, no. there's no going backwards. Well, he wants it in Liverpool,
2: don't you? you yeah, yeah. Where, in where and Liverpool, when? Liver- yeah. Liverpool early next year, presumably.
7: Yeah, definitely. that'll be good. So I'll have to see what uh, see what Frank's saying, get them get them in Liverpool now.
4: Absolutely. Listen, just a, a final word on the gym, mate. Everton Red Triangle, absolutely flying. Obviously, you're up there working with the likes of Peter McGrail and all them. How much is that iron sharpening the iron and getting into the stage that we saw last weekend? Massively, because obviously
7: you know the talent in that gym, and then you know you know Paul what what he's like as a coach, and yeah. and the work that we're doing every day. It's just um, you are learning every day. I know people say that dead easily, but in in our gym you're learning every day, and, and you know the lads that we're in, we're all going to the top, and we all get to spar each other, laying <laughs> off, laying up each other, and things like that. So it's good. Yeah, it's only gonna uh, it's only gonna pay off on on finite and when it needs to.
2: I'm always asking you to throw things out there and call people out, but there's a, there's a kind of a, a little bit of a big fight on February the 17th in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And I reckon that there's a enough too small time. He's a bit too small. For he, I know he is, but <laughs> imagine the WBC flyweight take, title being the co main event oh. there on February the 17th in Saudi, you
7: hey, and Ray Vargas. Does that work for you? Sounds good to me, though.
2: Of course he does He's all <laughs> over that That's a Christmas
4: present And half for the boy Absolutely Yeah uh, not What's the uh, What's the coffee order mate What are you going for uh, Oat milk latte Caramel syrup Look at that eh? That's, oh. a, that's an athlete that Isn't it He's one of them He's one of them He'll, ju- he'll jog Just five get, miles he'll off that. Yeah, yeah he probably will He'll probably yeah. Yeah. Ten yeah. miles and, and, and a karaoke Now the fight's over Both boys
1: have
4: had their success And those punches John That like That Laphamina He's on to go again
5: the, meter, got go, he it. the winner by
6: way of technical
5: knockout,
1: still undefeated and European Super Bantamweight Champion, <laughs> Liam Dangerous
3: Davis. It's the first half I've been down, but it's all experience, and like I showed, I got the bottle and I stuck back to the game plan and got the job done, which is. Uh, More
4: experience in the bank tonight, I believe. I wanted to put some shine on this uh, young man uh, after a fantastic uh, performance uh, last weekend. And I also wanted to speak to him because I'm going to be honest, maybe three, four years ago, I was unsure. I was unsure. There was a lot of hype. There was a lot of people telling me that this young man from Telford is going to come out and he's going to do his thing, man. He's going to be the guy. And I was unsure. Then I saw him in with uh leach baluta cunningham in that order and then i went okay yeah i get it now mm. he is the real deal still um, undefeated and it's 15-0 seven ko's mate, and last doing week, his thing I'm, I'm gonna go as far as to say listen lee wood is still my guy for when it comes to most exciting fighters but this guy's very very close behind him liam davis welcome to the show mate how are you i'm very well thank you for Look, having you, me on. listen you can hear the smile in this man's voice <laughs> you can hear it can't you um <laughs> Liam, honestly, um again, last weekend another step up. You've and this is what I like. I like the the gradual step ups. I like that when you went in with Leach, I personally as a fan had doubts. I didn't know. It was a 50-50. You dealt with him. Then we go in with Baluta. We've seen Baluta against some of the top guys. I didn't know again. You dealt with him. Cunningham, big hype around that fight. It's another 50-50. You dealt with him in, in quick fashion. And then within moments, you could quite comfortably tell that Lafemina F- was the real deal last weekend. And although, okay, you touched down, you was asked a question in that fight, you came through it with shining lights, man. Mm. I'll tell you something. If you're not selling multiple, multiple thousand tickets next time you are uh, out and about, my man, I, I don't know what boxing fans want because you are guaranteed entertainment. Congratulations. Great performance.
3: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, but the job ain't finished yet. Plenty more to do
4: what is you what do you want next now now that we're with there what European level is ticked to an extent what is it that you want
3: yeah um it's hard to say like I don't want to sit here I always say this to people I don't want to sit here and say oh I'd love the and the fight but if the money call come of course I'd turn up swinging knowing that I'd have a hard night but they don't seem realistic. For me that it's going to happen and understandably but um i'm just going to keep tripping away working away I, I i'd like to be on a nice card now like i see the usick fury card and they want some
4: <laughs> i hear you i see what you're doing good man
3: i de- i deserve i feel like i deserve to uh be on one of these cards so am gonna have to talk to frank and george and uh, get me out to Saudi Arabia. That would that, be what I want next.
2: Well, like a, you could fight mm. a David Picasso, a Stephen Fulton, someone like that.
3: Yeah, a Casemiro. Or, yeah. There's a few good ones. I see this American, TJ Donaghy. See he's, he's had some good me. wins recently, hasn't he? He's had a couple of good yeah, wins
4: recently. Yeah, he's had
3: some good wins, and I think that's a, a makeable fight. But I'd like someone above me. You know, uh,
4: I think I'm like 12 now. <laughs> Now, please forgive us. On Saturday night, during about an hour of the programme, our attention was all on Dublin and what was going on in the ring between Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron. You all know the results of that now. But whilst it was going on, we thought we'd ring Michael Conlon up, who's fighting next weekend in Belfast. He's obviously a massive Katie Taylor fan, so we had a little bit of a mini-watch along with him whilst preparing for next weekend's showdown with Julian Gill.
2: I mean, there's no sitting back with these two. I love it. Katie Taylor went down, but it looked like it was Cameron standing on her foot that well, tripped her. What, but in, she... your WhatsApp group disagrees, you Yeah,
4: know? My, yeah, but I'll tell you what, even better than that, check yeah. this out, right, because the man that he's fighting next week okay. in, the, in the fight that we're about to preview... He's currently watching the fight. Okay.
2: And he's one of my favourites. So we
4: can have a little mini watch along yeah, with the let's one do it. and only uh, Michael Connors. <laughs> let's do it. Mick, how are you, are you? Well, What's happening? All good? Yes, very well indeed. Listen, obviously, you're now taking up the role as uh, chief commentator, my friend. Was yeah, it a knockdown yeah. or was it not a knockdown in the first round?
8: Technically, it probably could be counted, but if there was, if the the referee seen the foot being stood on and gonna down, that's fair enough. But from our view, I'm you know, watching through TV. It's you, you have to kind that does an acting, don't you?
4: Yeah, I'm just seeing that the doctor's having a little bit of a look at Chantel's You're Seeing cut. It now, I'm seeing it. What's uh, He's, he's obviously cut. allowing the fact to go on, mate. But it looks a nasty one that on the top of Chantel's head with that head clash in the last round. Oh, it's nasty. Well, cut. If, if it goes it's past this,
8: if it goes this past this trend, it goes the points, so and I have Kiri
4: two one up. Two one up, three through, and now we're in the fourth.
2: She's she's come yeah. out very tenaciously in this to counter and throw with Chantal she, this she's, time, hasn't she?
8: It's the first time as a professional I've seen her use her boxing ability, yeah. her yeah. skill, yeah. and make yeah. it, make make use of her speed and box and boxing yeah. distance. Because let's be honest, you don't go and b- become everything she became as an amateur boxer where they're having a bit of movement and an actual intelligence instead of just being. And all brawler! She's yeah. a brawler, which she wants to be. Yeah, a you, most of of pro career,
4: she's done that. But you now, can see the I, focus
2: and done. awareness tonight, Michael, from her. We're fighting with her. I don't mean chin up, but her head up the whole time. She's
4: thinking. Yeah, a- absolutely thinking, Mike, mate. When you were uh, when you're watching fights a week away from you, obviously making your ring walk, mate. Does it get the old uh, knuckles a little bit itchy? Do you get just start to get a little bit excited? Uh, listen. everything you watch Katie
8: Taylor, being an Irish person, it's a, it's a proud moment. You know. Win or lose, you no, know, I'm always proud of her. She's a she's a role model. She's a friend, and uh, she's she's doing fantastic here. So, yeah, listen, I'm I'm looking forward to next week. I can't wait. Um, training's been fantastic. My, the new team up with Pedro Diaz has been has been perfect for me. I'm back to doing what I do best and
4: using my best assets. Could we ask you
2: just to turn the volume down behind you? Nah, he's
4: all right. Let him crack on. He's at home, mate. Enjoying himself. Let him crack on. He's fine. <laughs> um, just on that, because I wanted to bring yeah. that up, mate. Obviously, um, the change of camp, the, cha- the change of, of uh, promotion, and all those types of things. Talk me through the mentality side of that, mate. What's, uh, what was going on there? Uh, and how have you come to those conclusions?
8: I think, I think, uh, you know, me and Adam, we had we had
4: two runs at the world, today, uh, both
8: failed attempts. So. I thought it was just time to change, you know, I, I don't want to come to the end of my career and regret that, making the changes when they needed to be made, so that was the, the decision to the change, and, and you know, I went over I went over to Miami, I took myself away from my home even further, um, went with Pedro, uh, tried a few coaches, tried Buddy McGirt, tried Jorge Rubio, but Pedro ticked all the boxes for me, and it's it's been fantastic, and it's revealed me, in a sense, you know, you're, I'm in this game 25 years now <laughs> yeah, it's mean, a long long mm. time you can fall in love with it and I started to feel that towards the end after that last year I was like do I really want to keep doing this mm. being back over with Pedro being back in the mix of things and having that newly Lisa Leif is what I feel and I'm really excited it's the first time in a long time I've actually been excited to go and have a fight usually I'm just excited for it to be over and have a, have a, have a, have a win and, 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 and like it's done but yeah. I'm actually excited to fight now yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited about the performance. And that's something which I haven't seen in a long time. I'm excited about my actual performance and what's going to happen in there.
4: What what I like about this and what I like about you, and this is obviously me blowing smoke up your backside, right? There's pl- there's plenty of fighters that off the back of defeats would then have a couple of tickovers, have a couple of rebuilds and all this type of stuff. The level of opponent that you keep uh, maintaining in going in, in against... Is European level, fringe world level, consistently over over a period of time? Is that from your own point of view? Is that something that is absolutely needed to keep you razor sharp? I, I think it has to be, Adam. You know, I, I,
8: if I was getting in there with someone who might the blow over, you can easily overlook them. I'm getting in there with Jordan. I know Jordan well. We have we have done plenty of rounds. I know how good he is. I know how talented he is, yeah. and I know he can be a, a, a real threat if you let him be. But you no. Know, it's, it's it's someone who I can't lose against. It's someone I got to go in and put a performance on against and be on my game.
4: And from a point of view of the division as well, with obviously maybe titles becoming vacant and opportunities starting to materialise once again, it's literally one fight and you're back in with the name that you've got. Mm. One fight and you're back in fighting for a world title again, aren't you? Yeah, well, this fight <laughs> this here, funny enough, is at one thirty. Yeah. So
8: we're up, We're we're up, we're up. You're following him. You're you, you, you following all the big I fights, mate. It could be. It. Yeah. I could be. There's, there's a lot of big fights have moved up to that division. So, um, yeah, listen, there's, there's plenty of opportunities. I can't overlook Jordan, though, because, you know, as I says, he's a very good fighter. He's, he's, he's talented. He's skillful. He knows what he's doing. He's he's like a cat back into the corner once, you know, he's, he feels threatened. He, he fires back. So Dangerous when arrived. wounded. Yeah, 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 exactly. you yeah. got to be careful with someone like that. And, you know... Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to go in there and put a performance on, go back to my home city, uh, and enjoy myself. Top man. Listen, before I let you go, through five rounds, what
4: have you got it? What's the score? I've got it 4 1. 4 1, Katie Taylor. 4 2, maybe maybe 3 2. Maybe 3 2. So that was midway through the fight. Let's get the full reaction, shall we, as Katie Taylor becomes the undisputed super lightweight champion, beating Chantel Cameron by majority decision.
2: Chantal with her arm up waiting for yeah, with her right arm up
4: waiting for her left arm to be picked up. On the verge of history, trying to become a two-time, two-way, undisputed champion of the world, and she has done it. She's got the decision. Yeah. Um, I can't tell whether it was split. Majority. I will uh, I will get you. Oh, we got 95-95 and 98-92. That seems a bit wide. 96-94 yeah. is where we were at. Uh, so 95-95, you got a majority decision in favour of Katie Taylor. Uh, and she is now the undisputed super lightweight champion of the world to go in uh, alongside her undisputed lightweight championships of the world uh, where she is. So uh, we
2: had a 98-92 there. 98-92, 96-94, and a
4: 95-95.
2: But again, it was a close fight. I mean, you know, even the first fight was very close. These two guys, you've had a... What was the first one was a majority decision wasn't yes. it 9694 twice with 95 95 yeah. we got 98 92 that was someone favoring all of Katie's countering and punching really? with Chantel do you know what let's do rounds 20 to 30 now I, I i they are worthy of a trilogy but let's put it in a stadium i completely agree and let's have talk sport there reporting on it please because <laughs> that was painful not being there
4: listen on on a on a serious note What a phenomenal performance. We are talking about a 37-year-old athlete who has been there, done it, got the T-shirt. She's been doing it all her life. Um, I'm sure there's a bit of wear and tear on the body, but she's gone away. She obviously keeps herself in incredible shape. She lives the life. She's not one of these that, you know, goes out partying and all this type of stuff. 37 to have been beaten the way that she was beaten earlier on this year against the younger, fresher, bigger, stronger. Remember that. She's stepping up in weight. Fighter in Chantel Cameron, who is an elite, elite fighter, Um, she absolutely one came up with a different game plan this evening and then implemented it last time she got behind early and she was chasing the fight down the stretch it was the opposite this time around she got herself ahead okay she might have been hanging on in the last two or three but she got herself far enough ahead to get the job done tonight. I thought that was brilliant, vintage Katie Taylor.
2: She is a modern, modern icon in the sport, a pathfinder, a lightning rod for women's boxing and boxing as a whole. Twice she's done this in her career now. She had a torrid night in New York against Delphine Passoon and made the adjust- adjustments for mat- Matchroom Square Garden, as we <laughs> called it, <laughs> um, yeah, in front did, of yeah, no crowd. Point, actually, and yeah. she made massive adjustments against a very, very tough fighter yeah. who was over you like a rash. She's done the same tonight, used her speed, her variety of punches, her footwork to get herself into the right position, like you said, and like I'd said before the fight, get her, get the early rounds, won four of the first five on most of our cards, yep. and then she could fight down the stretch, keep the game plan, and make Chantelle do all the work, but a terrific fight. Absolute hats off to Chantelle Cameron as well. Ninety-eight, ninety-two is probably a bit, a little bit too wide.
4: Yeah. But
2: if, did she really win eight of those ten rounds? I'm not sure about. that. I think that,
4: that judge has got carried away with the momentum and the noise. Maybe in the, in the, in the as room. well,
2: but and also there was the that Katie was put down in the, in the first round. Um, it the, the, looked from the replay. That wasn't- just, yeah. that it
4: wasn't a knockdown.
2: Yeah, judged it wasn't, so that would have made it closer in fact, if it was judged it would have been a split draw, it would have been a majority draw if it had been uh, scored a, a knockdown, wouldn't it? Because it would have brought one point back the other way and you've had two ninety-five, ninety-fives. 95-95s then, so it was a really close fight again in my view, even though we were stealing, yes yes, we weren't looking at our monitors tonight, we were looking at the fight going on while we were talking, it's quite an art no, isn't mate, it Adam Catterall? Let's,
4: let's just be honest with people, we were watching the fight man listen this is what we do this is why we do it we love these athletes and we love watching the biggest fights and when you've got an undisputed title fight going on on your monitor and you're doing a radio show that you're not supposed to be commentating on it's very difficult not to get attracted to watch the undisputed fight how how
2: clever though how brilliant to see i can't reiterate enough that she katie taylor herself got in there tonight With all the pressure on her, having to walk first, she must have been nervous. It must have been a moment where, you said it earlier, this could be curtains for her tonight. If she'd got stopped, if she'd got hurt, if she hadn't come through here, real question marks about her. And yet, look at her, she's back up at the top. The very, very top. And Chantelle Cameron was absolutely convinced that she was going to take it to Katie this time and stop her. Unbelievable, Adam.
4: I think I'm in on a rematch between them two Totally (laughs) Trilogy (laughs) Trilogy I think I'm in on it uh, what a performance. Katie Taylor uh, is the new uh, undisputed champion at Super Lightweight to go along with her lightweight crowns. Uh, a great fight in Dublin. Really good on paper, really good in reality. Shantel Cameron came strong down the back end, but Katie Taylor did enough early doors uh, to win that fight. I hit it 6-4, as did Gareth on, that, on the cards there. Congratulations, Katie Taylor, an icon of our sport. So there you have it. Action-packed show on TalkSport. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You did. Um, make sure you keep coming back by subscribing. You can do it via the Talksport website or your local, I said local, your international provider of podcasts, whether that be Apple, Google Play, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And make sure you're subscribing as well to the Talksport Boxing YouTube channel where you can never miss out on any of our boxing content. Catch you next time.